This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredder's jammed, but I think I fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another 400 bucks. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Section 336, Next Generation Bomber Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stunning host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by a guy who sp- spends his every moment of his free time now trying to get a hold of Todd Gurley to get him to sign with the Ravens, the button lover, Josh Sroka. I'm, I'm curious about the Todd Gurley situation. I'm curious about... Uh, I think if the Ravens wanted Todd Gurley, they would have signed him in June. Yeah, don't need him, don't want him. That's yeah, I, don't, I, think I don't think the Ravens want him. I don't think he they 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 have seen what they saw from him in June because they were they were interested in him even with J.K. Dobbins. So I think right. without J.K. Dobbins, it doesn't bring an immediate need for a veteran. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you th- you saw what the Ravens did. Not to jump right into Ravens talk here because we're going to talk some, talk some Orioles, but we're all we're just chit chatting because I heard on Twitter there's an update on the PlayStation situation. So we're going to talk about some um, or, uh, Ravens yeah, real quick here. Then we'll get the Orioles talk, and then we're going to you know this is why we're all here for the PlayStation update. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. But uh, the what I was going to say is. The Ravens, I mean, you saw like Mark Ingram last when you had Mark Ingram who left. Yeah. Um, like the, the system the Ravens run, like you could fit a veteran, another veteran. You run the ball so much, you could fit another veteran back in there. And so right. you're right. If they wanted him in June, they, they could have found room for Todd Gurley in June. Right. Uh, but they didn't. And if they did, it didn't make sense then. I don't see why it would make sense now. No, I agree. Uh do we stop the uh, stop the, the printers for the Super Bowl march without, uh, without J.K. Dobbins? No, no. On the contrary, you, we get all aboard the Gus Bus ex- Express. No, I, I think I've heard people say, and I think this is accurate. I feel worse for J.K. Dobbins than I do for the Ravens. Oh, right. I tell, that sounds great. I like that. Yeah, yeah and that makes a lot of sense. Like it's, it hurts the Ravens. Like the Ravens are worse without J.K. Dobbins. Right, but. It's at the running back position, and we have a great running scheme. Um, So I think the Ravens will be okay. But it feels bad for J.K. Dobbins because he was prime for a breakout year. 
He was. But it's also, you're right, the scheme is designed for you can plug anyone in there and things will run. And I think we see you see that every year, as every year you see a new running back that makes a name for himself. Gus Edwards wasn't supposed to be anything. And yeah. he's been perfectly fine each year on this team. Yeah, and I think he's going to have a huge year because you have Hill, but Hill gets banged up a lot. And then is it Williams or whatever the rookie's name is? I think he, oh. I think he could have an exciting year as well. But so, you know, it's all, it's all up to Gus now. He's been the third yeah. guy, second or yeah. third guy. He and now he got Dobbins out of his way. He got. Uh, he didn't get any out of his way. They just happened to move themselves out of his way. But sure. Yeah. You tell your, you say that. Oh, you think Gus is behind all this? I'm saying whenever there's some stuff that goes down, you got to look at who. Who benefits? Mm. Whenever there's bad stuff, someone benefits. You think Gus is also jealous of Lamar Jackson's running yards? Should, should Lamar Jackson be watching his back? I'm saying, uh, I'm saying, if I was Lamar, I would keep an eye on Huntley because again, it's who benefits. If Lamar goes down, Gus doesn't benefit. Huntley does. Uh, are you jumping on board the Huntley train after he had one decent preseason no, no, game no, against the fourth string uh, Washington football team squad? I am not. I am not. I like Huntley. I think Huntley makes more sense as a backup than uh, RG3 or McSorley ever did. So I like him as a backup. Yeah. Yeah. He's the, uh, he seems to be the perfect backup. Yeah. All I'm saying is um, Ryan Mountcastle gets Chris Davis to retire. Yeah. After hurting his hip multiple times. Yeah. Well, and I'd rather have Ryan Mountcastle than Chris Davis. I don't know if I'd rather oh. have Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, so. Of course. Yeah. But, but prime Chris Davis, you would take over anyone. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, um, I also want to bring back this episode. I got a couple strawberry um, coconuts. Oh, like a strawberry or coconut? Yeah, like I'm leg- legitimately not sure. I have two stories, and I don't know if they're strawberries or coconuts. So I wanna, I wanna get into that today. But first, okay. but first, yeah. where do you want to start? Let's start with start. Orioles. All right, you want to start with Birdie? Yeah, he's not in the game yet. <laughs> but he, but Good old number seventy-one. <laughs> yeah, he'd be the fifty-six Oriole to to play a game this season. Fifty-six. That's yeah. wild. The record was 59 different Orioles in 2019. Oh. So we're going to break that record. Yeah. Because, I mean, September 1st, the roster's expanded to 28. Exactly. So that you know, Birdie's going to get his name called either today or tomorrow. Yeah. So well, um, the funny thing is, Josh, with Birdie and tonight, I think, isn't Chris Ellis, Ellis pitching tonight? He's, and he's pitching a gem. Okay, yeah, it's what two innings? Four. Hey, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's in the fourth, fourth inning. All right, it's the start of the, it's the top of the fourth or yeah. bottom of the fourth. Yeah, um, but, yeah, but, he's pitching a gem. And what at Mountcastle? I'm sure hit another dong because that's what Mountcastle does. Every yeah, night Mount, Mountcastle got a dong, and Ellis is uh, has no hits. He's pitching a no hitter. I'm just but, gonna put it out there: three innings, no hitter. The thing that makes me laugh about Ellis and Birdie, I put in the same category, is there's this whole squad at Norfolk. Yeah. With Kyle Bradish and Michael Bauman and Kevin Smith. Like, I'm watching. I'm paying attention to every box score. Then every time the Orioles bring up a new pitcher, it's like a guy I never heard of. It's know, Birdie but, and Ellis. who's right. not know Norfolk. I don't know where these guys are. You never, no one ever heard of these guys. Well, Birdie, we just picked up off waivers from the White Sox like two weeks ago. Yeah. But, no. Um, 
Oh, by the way, Chris Ellis just gave up a dong. Okay. As soon as I called the no Let's stop talking about it. Yeah. Uh, When you sit down with the gym, let's stop talking about it. Well, um, we know what's going on. This is just like everyone calling for Jemai Jones, and the response would be, there's more development going on in the minors, and we want the guys to develop in the minors. So I think that's part of why these guys aren't getting the call up. It's do we really want to bring them to the majors and teach them to lose? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, 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 I agree. You're, you're bringing in guys who are waiver wire kind of veteran guys and your younger guys, you're letting, you know, them have some, Oh, either have some success or kind of figure it out in triple a, not under the big lights. Um, but my question is, I just had a couple questions here. I do want to, I do want to ask you, I want to get into, we have one month left to go the season and we just been officially kind of, um, eliminated from the playoffs. We're the first team in baseball to be officially eliminated from the playoffs. So we yeah. can win every other game for the rest of the season. And we're still Which not making the playoffs. Do. And everyone else could lose every game, and we still would not make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so kind of what to watch for in the last month of the season. But before we go there, Josh, just real quick, Watkins, Spencer Watkins, Paul Fry. Yes. Both sent to AAA. Remember how we thought we could actually trade Paul Fry? And he was pitching well enough for to be a trade candidate. Yeah. And suddenly the month of August, he's looked like crap. Well, since, yeah, like since the All-Star game, people like to say since the sticky stuff went away. I don't know if that's true. Um, it has a time and close, but yeah. Yeah, but Paul Fry, his, his demise has been something kind of spectacular. To be one of the best kind of specialty lefties in baseball to like yesterday pitch or a couple of days, was it yesterday or a couple of days to pitch a third yeah. inning? And gave up a bunch of runs, five runs or something. It's just, it's just been really bad. Yeah. the I don't think the Orioles were quite fair to him to just demote him. This is normally where, as a team, you're nice and say, oh, he has a blister or a, or a, a sore arm or something. And you put him on the IL for 10 days. You'd be nice to the guy and not just, hey, you suck. We're sending you down. Yeah. You try to tell the fans that something's wrong with the guy. Yeah, because how do you explain it? Like, and and this is what happens. Like, you're talking about like the John Means treatment. Like, John yes. Means has a bad start, and all of a sudden he goes to the DL with a little shoulder fatigue or whatever. Um, but Paul Fry, there's yeah no signs of injury, just like bad. Um, so, yeah, right. that's, yeah, and they're not trying been, to hide it. It's just yeah, yeah. So that's been that's kind of a crazy story that you thought you had a good reliever there, and now. You don't like the last. Just look at the way you pull up his stats. The last uh, thirty games, an ERA of nine point uh-huh. four seven. His last fifteen yes. games, ERA of thirteen point nine one. And if you just take his last seven games with the Orioles, an ERA of fourteen point four zero. He's given up in his last uh, in the last five innings he's pitched. He's given up eight runs. Last eleven innings pitched seventeen runs. His last twenty five innings pitched twenty seven runs. And there's a whole bunch of walks in there. And yeah. not a and not a lot of strikeouts, so it's just been bad. Yeah, no, it's no good. Yeah. Um, and and the other guy, Spencer Watkins, Josh, I, I'm old enough to remember when he was um, had had his first what three or four starts. He was looking like an actual dude you could count on, and then all of a sudden he's come back to earth big time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, you, you're give, you're calling him a dude you can count on after three starts. I mean, it's not like we got a season under his belt. Yeah, but and yeah. we were we were and in fairness to us, we were skeptical from from day one. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. But but for me, my Spencer Watkins takeaway, um, and if you do, I mean, I felt like he had a good start last time. I thought his last start was pretty good, and I looked at the numbers, five innings and six runs. But in comparison, that was the first time he's gone five innings right. um, in his past, like, five starts. So in comparison, um, it was actually pretty, pretty good. Yeah. No, it's interesting to see these guys that come. And like I said, it's like we're seeing with Ellis tonight where he comes out of nowhere, pitches a good game. But can they sustain that? Can they keep that right. going? I don't know. And I think we're seeing that also on the other side of the ball with Mateo. Mateo came with his problem being his bat, and he's batting mid-300s yeah. since joining the Orioles. And that's scary because that means you don't really know what you've got. Yeah, so it well, means, like, did the fresh change in weather and bringing him to Baltimore really, like, light a torch under him that this is the guy that – this is his true potential, like Cedric Mullins. Cedric Mullins is proven that the flash we saw is real. And Mateo is scary because he's playing his way onto this team for next year. And it's still a short sample size. Yeah, you're right. Like the, the chances that Mateo kind of turns back into a pumpkin are probably high. But there's also those stories, Cedric Mullins, I always think now of, I can't, when I ever hear this, I can't not think of Mike Yastrzemski, right, yeah. who was just this middling double-A, triple-A player for us, and then he yeah. turns to an all-star with the Giants almost overnight. Um, and a I, lot of times as Oriole fans, we focus on the pitchers that do that because yeah. we've been burned that way with pitchers. Our Jake Arrieta's, Kevin Gossman's. Exactly. So, But it happens on both sides of the Wade ball. But, but it's interesting. I think at least the first two months of the season – you and I were saying, hey, let's enjoy the Mullins ride while it goes. Yeah. With, it's been now, season. I think, now we're like, okay, this is working. It's yeah. not a flash in the pan. It's not a, a streak. It's, it's something that we can count on for next year. And if that's true of Mateo, that's awesome. But it's, um, I guess when I look at next season as – Let's start winning some games, guys. Let's start taking this thing serious. Uh, having a guy like Mateo, who looks great now, that could be bad next year is scary. Yeah, he certainly has, I think, I mean, we'll see what he does last month of the season, but if he does anything close to what he's done since he's been here, he's going to earn himself a roster yes. spot on the next year's on next year's team. Just one more quick note before we can be done with Watkins. I, I, I just I want to say I feel I feel really happy for Watkins. Because it looked like he's the kind of guy that looked like he was never going to get a shot at the majors. But now he can say, I mean, I don't know if we'll get another shot. I think it's highly unlikely, actually, he gets another shot at the majors. <laughs> but he did it. He made it. He made it. He did it. He pitched in the show. Like, I think seriously, he, props to him. I think he pitched in Boston. I think he got to sign the Green Monster. Yeah. I mean, he, he, was, he was 29 years old, played in, in the minors like 10 years when he finally made his major de- de- debut. So, uh, what, a 30th round draft pick or something. So props to Spencer Watkins for grinding and grinding and right. grinding. And now I can tell his kids and his grandkids yeah. that he pitched for a major league team. I think that's yep. really cool. Yep. Good luck with your uh, future selling cars or real estate. Is that, is that Josh, is that stereotype still true? Just some stereotypes out there. <laughs> that, that athletes go to car dealerships? Yeah, I think that's a I, bit of a dated stereotype. Is it? What do they do now? Real estate? I, feel um, like, I thought, or, did they open or, up or, restaurants? I don't know. Uh, or podcasting blah, uh, radio or how about help the community a la Tori Smith and all the work he's done with the community. 
Yeah, uh, but but the, is he, that the new thing made, to go back and help made, the community? I don't know. He made a lot more money. Yeah, and I think he, his he, wife still works. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Spencer Watkins, he didn't make enough money to. No, he didn't make Tory Smith money. No, no, he didn't make that much money at all, actually. Um, oh, yeah, but yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. look, so, okay, last one you mentioned Mateo. I think yeah. that's something to watch for last month of the season. He seems to be a kind of a really exciting player and certainly has earned a right to at least kind of fight, especially it yeah. helps too that it's not like we have someone, I mean, who's he competing with? He's a middle infielder. So, yeah. Urias. There's well, room for both the same of them. Type of guy. There might be room for both of them, but we've also got young guys kind of coming up. Yeah. But that's interesting. Right. Cause both we of these the- guys are guys that we didn't count on as part of the future. And now they're starting to play well. So we need to see it. One or both of these guys sticks around. Yeah, because we were talking about 2023. We're talking about Jemai Jones, Jordan Westberg. Is Gunnar Henderson going to be ready yet? Like all yep. these other really young guys. We didn't. We weren't talking about Urias and Mateo. No. Um, but but now they're they're in that discussion because they both played at times extremely well. Yeah, and while we're talking about kind of what to watch this season, the next month of, of Orioles baseball. Uh, is we also got to take into account that this week the Orioles farm system got ranked number one in Major League Baseball. Listeners, listeners, oh. podcast listeners, coconuts. Do you guys see what I go through? I just I try to get talk about Spencer Watkins and Josh starts talking about Mateo. I have to go back and finish my point. What do you? Then want? I you finally start talking about, about Urias and Mateo and what to look out for, for next month. Looking, of season. I thought we're talking about the next month of baseball. Yeah, the next month of the season, and then you start talking about our prospect rankings. Yeah, because you need what to keep that, that in next mind. Month of season? Because you need to keep that in mind as you're watching <clears> these guys <throat> who are playing Major League Baseball now that somehow still have a slot shot at that future. So what that, to look for in the last month of season? Your is, answer is, is how does Mateo and Urias fit into a farm system that has some guys coming up? Well, they how don't does, fit into the farm system. Okay. How does McKenna <laughs> fit into this outfield? You want to go there? McKenna's a guy. Oh, I'm, I'm just trying to keep up with you, Josh. <laughs> McKenna's interesting, right? Because he, if you watch him, every time he goes to AAA, he crushes it like he's Babe Ruth down there. And then he comes up to the majors and he's, you know, he's batting 200 this year. Yeah, it's like it's harder <laughs> to play Major League Ball. Yeah, but you usually don't see the numbers being that different that you totally dominate AAA and you can't hit at the majors. Like, but he's another one. That's that's a good one. I hope he plays as many games as possible in the month of uh, September because he's another guy where it's unclear his role in the future. Right? right? Is he an everyday outfielder? Is he a fourth outfielder? Is he not? Is he not? Is he not even good enough to be a fourth outfielder? Is, I, we don't know yet. How do you feel about Anthony Santander? Are you like me, where I'm starting to wane on him and think he might not be part of this future? Like, I expected him to be a big bat, a big veteran leader this year. And I don't see him as, a, as an outfield presence that I can count on. Yeah, I mean, I expect him to be a big trade chip this year. That didn't really work out. Right. Um, so I always thought in my head, like, he was, he's the classic trade chip. Your outfield's too full. Um, he's a little bit older, a little bit closer to his arbitration years. So he's going to be kind of get the short straw. But with the down season this year, you know, it was unable to trade him. So, so I don't know, Josh, you had a great, what could only be called a great season last year. 
that was shortened a little bit by injury, and it was shortened because of COVID. And then this year he's been, I don't know, average to below average. And so that's another guy to watch for the next month of the season. I mean, he's certainly this outfield. It's not like Guzniel Diaz is knocking on the door. Um, so you certainly can see him, you know, envision him in the starting right field spot for next year. But yeah, yeah. After, but I, I'd be very curious to see how he plays both the rest of the season and next year. Is it going to be more like this year? And if, it, if he plays next year more like this year, then okay. Um, you know, we're going to get ready, close to ready to to move on. That you, you're just holding a spot for Kerstad or Colton Cowles or whomever. Right. And the, or if he plays like he did last year in 2020, that then all of a sudden it's a different situation. And and again, though, like I look at him as a trade candidate in that situation, probably. Yeah. Um, what else are you watching for in this outfield over the next month? Yeah, I'm still. I'm. I'm. I don't. I'm not sold on Austin Hayes either, Josh. I feel similar to to Santander, where um, at the beginning of the season the hopes were high for Austin right. Hayes, and and he stayed. I think relatively healthy, a little banged up, um, certainly. But I've been impressed, especially lately, with his ability to stay on the field and play almost every day. Um, but offensively, he is not. Pretty, he's he's this guy where. You know, he'll, he'll hit a few line drives, hit a home run one night, and all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, th- this is the guy I know. And then and then he'll have a couple offers, and you're like, wait, 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 wait a minute. This is not the guy who I thought he was. Um, 246, 14 home runs, OPS at 722. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still TBD um, on Austin Hayes. He's not – I'm not penciling him in. In 2023, I think he still he still has to make his case that he deserves. He's an exciting player. He's fun to watch, but you'd like him to be him to be more consistent at the plate. Right. Great arm, love the arm, love the. I like him in the outfield. Yeah, I've got these new uh, young guys on my softball team now that uh, graduated from college down here this past, I think, in the spring, uh-huh. and they they always talk to me about DJ Stewart. Because he's a Florida State guy, so yeah, Seminole, here, so sure. real familiar with him. Yeah, uh, and I keep telling him, I'm like, he sucks. He didn't make it in the majors. He's not going to do anything. I think that might be one of the uh, most disappointing stories when this year's over. Is DJ Stewart not proving himself? And I think is he even on the team for this past last month? Yeah, he is. Um, I think he is. I mean, I mean, he's not in the lineup tonight, so I was going to try to look back and see when the last time he played. Oh, he did. He played right field yesterday. Yeah. He's, he's, still, he's batting 206. I yeah. Mean, and but, we've but all Josh, seen his but, blunders in right field. But his, his OBP is 330, right? So even he is the kind of guy that even when he struggles, he still finds ways to get on base. So you like that. Okay. That's, I'm just I mean, I'm trying to think of good things to say about DJ Stewart because I like DJ Stewart. I like uh, DJ too. I just don't think he's. I think he's kind of ruled out as part of the future right now. When you're doing your draft board or your um, uh, what's the uh, power rankings or whatever, you uh, DJ Stewart's not going to be in your top four outfielders for yeah, 2022. Yeah, the old depth charts. Your projections, depth yeah. chart. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, he's not up there. Yeah, and it, it's a little bit it's frustrating because this is the kind of guy you want. He's a lefty, right? So you don't have a ton of left-handed outfielders, right? He, so you can platoon him. 
he gets on base a lot. He can walk. He's got a good eye. So you 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 like that? Um, he he's kind of he goes on these kind of power streaks where you know you can look up and he's you know hit a hit a, a bunch of home runs. He has eleven this year. Um, if he played every day, he could probably get to over twenty home runs. Um, but he just doesn't hit that. Two two things crush him. His low batting average just doesn't give get enough hits. Again, career in his career, 497 at bats, he's batting 215. And the other thing is, as you mentioned, Josh, his outfield defense. He's just yeah, he's he struggles. He's struggles and at times is embarrassing to watch out there in the outfield. And I don't really understand how a professional baseball player whose job it is to be outfield can still look so kind of out, out of place in the outfield. Um, but yeah, it's frustrating because there's some things he does really well, and unfortunately, he just can't hit for a high enough average or play outfield defensively well enough. So does he get a shot on the 2022 Orioles or does he play his way out of here this year when you've got a, other guys that you want to see? Yeah, but do you guys, I mean, that's the question. Are there guys, are there other guys that you really want to see? I mean, there are, but are, the question is, are they going to be ready for next year? Yeah. And the thing is, the thing that's on in DJ Stewart's favor is he doesn't hit arbitration eligible uh, eligibility to 2023. So he's going to make no money next year. So he's still on his same whatever pre-arb number, um, whatever he made this year. So he's not going to be making a lot of money. Gotcha. Um, and so, I mean, it also goes back to the thing we've been talking about and we'll get into more of the offseason. I mean, do, do the Orioles want to become more competitive? And if you want to right. circle kind of spots where you can improve on your team for next year, Replacing DJ Stewart with a more, you know, a, a bigger impact left-handed bat could be something they do. Yeah. Question is though, a lot of those outfield hopes are still in Double A. Diaz yep. is in Triple A, but Diaz is having a horrible year, so there's not as much pressure. It's like McKenna is your guy that's try- that's on the bubble and he's not hitting well either. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean. Yeah, you have Cedric Mullins out there <laughs> and Mullins, Santander, Hayes, I guess, Santander. Yeah. and Hayes, who's been hurt a lot. So, yeah, and, and then the rest of the guys are a little ways off. Um, we have no idea how far cursed that is, and um, there are a bunch of interesting names. Um, Zach Watson, um, is it Stowers, the other guy? There, there's a couple interesting names in Bowie right now having huge years, and I wonder – um, how fast they might move up next year. Um, but, but yeah, e- either way, starting opening day next year, you might have DJ Stewart just because um, there's not anyone else knocking on the door. And then all of a sudden, if players play well, if some of the Watsons or the Stowers play, play right. well, new, new Strum even um, play well in AAA at the beginning of next year, then maybe you move on from – from right. Stewart. And all those guys in Bowie are they're batting mid to high twos. So it's not like they're hammering the door to get promoted either. Yeah, and they're and honestly, I mean, if you talk about Stowers and, and Watson, they're not your top five, ten prospects, right? They're right. just having huge years. So you also I think have to say, okay, is this legit or is this is this kind of a mirage or are they actually this good of, of hitters and baseball players? So um, I, I don't think those guys are your guys. You're 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 going to rush. Um, right. So yeah, I think Stewart would definitely finish the year with the Orioles, 
And I think it's possible. I, I don't know. I think it's possible next year he's on the team. He's going to get the Sarasota invite. Well, May, I mean, yeah, I think so. I'll get that. I think so. Pretty much if you're if unless, you're the, unless has, another, another team likes him because I think he could sure. be traded to if another team yeah. likes him and thinks they can but do he, something with him. True. But he hasn't been demoted at all this year. He's he's been on which means you're gonna automatically get that spring invite. Yeah, I mean so. I mean he's not a kid anymore. This is um this guy's been been around, I think he's what twenty seven, maybe twenty eight. Yeah. Um he's been around in our system, it feels like forever. Um yeah. so so yeah, but he, but yeah, yeah. So he, he's he's a guy again, curious to watch him the last month. He has one more month to kind of make a case for himself. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, so Ellis completed his game tonight, four and two thirds of an inning with one hit, one run, and one walk, two strikeouts. So not bad for a first performance. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm Josh, I don't know. You mentioned the pitching staff as far as what to expect from the pitchers. Um, here's here's one thing I do hope. This is small and minor, but I hope Jorge Lopez stays in the bullpen. I want to see a month of right. Jorge, Jorge Lopez as a back end of the rotation bullpen arm. I agree with you because we've seen that Lopez is not a rotation guy. The question is, how's that arm play into the into the bullpen? Yep. And a month of it in the bullpen will and if he does well will assure him a kind of a bullpen slot for next year which could be good for him yep i agree so um, i mean i mean the others as far as the starters and pitchers go i mean i don't know like i've seen i feel like i've seen enough of aiken a month ago and then of course he has a great start his last start out all right isn't that what he does though every time you're tired of aikens he he pitches a nice game yeah. And then you get irritated again. Yeah. So I guess if he can string it together, uh, means continues to be means. I think Matt Harvey is still interesting. If he can uh, finish the season with this entire season of kind of being okay and kind of decent, like not a top reliever or top rotation guy, but a decent like fifth hole guy. If he can finish the season that way, that's that's interesting to me as a veteran, cheap veteran on the team. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe like a depth signing if someone gets hurt and you can have them there ready to go. I mean, certainly there was an article by Fangraphs, Josh. I don't know if you saw it about like the path for the Orioles. Everybody's writing about the Orioles nowadays, so Fangraphs got, got on it too, talking about the Orioles' future. And their kind of conclusion was, you know, in a couple years, the Orioles going to have a good lineup. Like they're going to yeah. have, if you just look at the prospects and we, and we know this, they're going to have a good lineup. Yeah. What's unknown for the Orioles is in a few years, two years, three years, what would their pitching look like outside of someone like Grace Rodriguez, maybe Dia Hall, what would their pitching look like? And so for the Orioles, that's the big question going forward that like Matt Harvey probably shouldn't even be a fit starter on anybody's team. No. But like for us right now, I mean, I think he's our second best guy behind John yes. Means. And that's like, why I think it's interesting. Yeah. So we just need so many starting pitchers. And so, yeah, you just, so that's what I'm saying. I agree with you. Next year, if you look at next year, we need so many starting pitchers. And I don't know where they're going to come from. So Matt yeah. Harvey, the one thing that Matt Harvey, even when he struggled, he was going out there every fifth day. He was going out there every freaking fifth day, even when he struggled. He's been a reliable dude. And and he's 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 done something I think is really impressive. He he pitched well. 
struggled and then kind of righted the ship. And and now ever since then he's been kind of he's been okay. Right, he had that long streak right. of not giving up any, uh, any runs, and since then he's been okay. And so yeah, I I agree. I'd rather see Matt Harvey than Jorge Lopez or than Keegan Aiken or honestly than Chris Ellis or um, yeah. or Birdie. So no, any of these guys, you're right. Yeah. So so yeah, I, I mean I'm curious to see how he finishes the year, and I'm curious to see what Matt Harvey does. Like and maybe Matt Harvey says, you know, I have an area of six. I tried to come back. I'm retiring. If I can't pitch a less than a six year A, I'm going to retire. Um, or maybe it says, you know what? I had some bright spots this year and I, I like working with the Orioles. So maybe I'll come back for the Orioles. Right. We'll see. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else you're watching for this last month? Uh, anyone to get outs in the bullpen. Uh, bullpen's terrible. <laughs> bullpen's worn out. Yes. Yeah. So anyone can get out. So like I'm I, anyone who can get out. So I'm, I'm looking to see if anyone in the Orioles bullpen can get guys out and um yeah i mean we've seen the demise kind of a fry and scott i mean that's another guy tanner scott who i thought was good but i don't know again i joke how can how can um dj stewart be a professional baseball player and not know how to play outfield how can tanner scott be a professional pitcher and not know how to throw strikes at times like that's kind of wild to me well, um, it's wild. Tanner Scott's wild to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's wild. It's I mean, wild. He, yeah, I mean, he has he has 35, 35 walks um, this year um, in forty nine innings. So that's that's a bit too many. And this a is bit. yeah, and this is not um, the exception. This is how he's been his whole career. Um, right. And you thought he would get better and better the more time he's played. Again, he's it's, like DJ Stewart. He's twenty seven. It's, he, he has good stuff. He throws the ball hard, but dude, you can't just have games where you don't know how to throw a strike. Would you fire the pitching coach? Would you go out and get a new pitching coach, new bullpen coach? Yeah, I would. Because I of would. how horrible the bullpen has been. What well, the, the pitching coach is Chris Holt. I would, right. I would reassign Chris Holt. Cause remember before this, Chris Holt was in charge of pitching development throughout the entire organization. And I think he still is. I don't know if anyone else does that job. I think he still does that job while also being the pitching coach with the Orioles. It seems to me like focus on development. If that's what you want to do, Chris Holt, and then get a more veteran kind of pitching coach with a track record in there as your pitching coach. That's yeah, what I would do. Cause I don't think there's any bright spots that we can point to and give Chris Holt credit for. Yeah, and I'm, I'm making all kinds of assumptions and leaps in here. Uh, but here, but, he, but here, here's what I'm thinking happens from the Chris Holt perspective. Chris Holt, and again, I'm making all sorts of assumptions. All this could be wrong. But I assume Chris Holt is deep into the a- a- analytics, is deep into the technology, can talk to pitchers, and is really okay. good at talking to pitchers about their spin rate. And pitch about selection. Pitch selection, about slowing the camera down and shot. And all that I'm sure is great and and awesome. Yeah, but I think mechanics. So, yeah, but I think sometimes and maybe mechanic maybe it's good me- me- mechanics too, and maybe all that's beneficial in a development in AAA and Bowie and that. But sometimes in a major level, you just need like a pitching coach who's been there before, that kind of the oh, yeah. calming voice who kind of has seen it all and knows being just kind of rattled and can say the right thing. And I think it's with coaching. If you learn anything from Ted Lasso, sometimes it's more than about being an expert, right? 
in every kind of specific thing and more about being a leader and being able to kind of tell your players what they need to hear at certain times. Um, It's funny that you bring up Ted Lasso because I was about to ask you. uh, I've not seen the latest season. Ted Lasso. No, I haven't seen any of it. All right. Well, in the latest season, they bring in a sports psychologist Hmm. who's now on staff on their team so the players can go and meet with them anytime. Yeah. And it makes me wonder why we don't see that from the Orioles. Like, they need to have someone, a psychologist. I don't know why every baseball team does this. And maybe they do and they don't advertise it. Yeah, I think a lot of them do. It's time to have a a Orioles uh, psychologist who – on opening day, when they announce the guy who's in charge of videotape and the guy who is in charge of this, that the psychiatrist runs out there too. Because you need that for these players. There's a lot of pressure on these guys. Uh, even when you're losing, to lose 19 games straight messes with your head a lot. When you fall into these slumps, you need to have that sports psychiatrist that can meet with Chris Davis daily through this, that can meet with these guys who are really struggling to help them mentally. And I don't know if the Orioles have that, but they need it. Well, isn't a sports psychologist, isn't that that, I mean, isn't that kind of a coach's job, right? Isn't that kind of what the coach does, right? It's kind of the coach's job. Yes and no. To keep keep your head on straight when you're day day in and day out. It is, but it's also like he's more big picture. He's more the rah-rah guy. He's the guy that support you, that needs your back, where you need to go lay down on the couch and talk to the lady about, about about your mental issues. Okay, I can do my job, Josh. Some people can do their job without a sports psychologist. Now, there's anything wrong with that. It's, it's helpful. Um, I would have recommended to Chris Davis uh, to help him get hit the hit, hit outside the shift. I, but... I've never been to a psychologist. Okay. Um, I've thought about it a lot the past year. I yeah. think a lot of people would are helped by psychologists, and I think psychiatrists, psychologists, psychiatrists whatever, Absolutely. psychiatrists. Yeah, I've think a lot of people are helped by it and I think it's time to see more of it in sports. And I think as uh, society is going more and more about your feelings, it's time to bring it into sports. Do you think it's okay for a baseball team to have a sports psychologist while they're minor leaguers sleeping cars? <laughs> I hope we do not have to have a discussion about minor leaguers sleeping in cars uh, when teams could just buy a hotel. Yeah, like I don't understand. Not All to get right. off tangent, but yeah, that, and Let's it's not even pay. It's about specifically talk to minor leaguers. The pay sucks, but the thing is, the housing is dumb. The fact well, that you, they gotta find their own, they gotta live with a host family, find their own right. host family is it's so dumb. dumb. Yeah. Why can't why doesn't it's it's dumb? Why All right, do you take Bowie for an example? We'll just use Bowie as an example. Yeah, you build a big building out in right field. You call it the Bowie Warehouse. You make it look just like Camden Yards, and it's a bunch of dormitories. Yep. It's very simple. That's what they're doing in in Puerto Rico at the complex, right? I assume. It's what colleges do. Colleges give you sports, uh, whatever, scholarships, plus room and board. Yep. Yet we cannot give room and board to minor league players. And it's it's not like it's a complicated thing. You build a dormitory. That's all you got to do. And you put enough rooms in there. To house the visiting team and the home team. It's not even that many rooms. It's a small no. dorm. Small you dorm. Four, you put four people in a room, and yep. it's a tiny house. Yeah, and you can it, live there if you want, or go somewhere else. Whatever. It makes, but it makes no sense. I know. I know. I think it's such a simple thing. All right. You know what? Uh, I'm going to make a little note here. I'm going to reach out to a minor league owner and try to get a minor league owner on this show. All right. Do you think Figure I can out where do they don't that? build dorms? Yeah. Yeah. 
You, I, you got some contacts. I, I've got a contact, not for the Orioles, but I got a contact. And I'm going to look into this. All right. All right. Because, I, because it seems like it makes way more, much, way too much sense uh, to the common person. Yeah. Or for baseball to be screwing this up so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's a small thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's so silly. Like, you hear about it. It's so silly how you get host families and at your home stadium. You got to go 45 minutes away to stay at this host family yes. that, 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 that you found. It's just so and weird. Have, have you ever stayed at this a host not family the, house? It's awkward. I stay with my in-laws, and I, it can't be that much better. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's bad, too. <laughs> but I've stayed at strangers' houses before. Yeah. It's awkward. Yeah. Um, when I did the uh, band management stuff, we would go around and play at different churches. And when you were out of state, the churches would put up a host family for you to stay at their house. Yeah. It is awkward when you're there with four or five close friends and you're still staying at a stranger's house. Yeah. You're not comfortable. And they're putting these host families with one person's here, one person's here. You know All they're going out. into the locker room and you know the conversation is about how weird their host family is. Certainly. It doesn't make any sense. It's That's not weird. It's not an exchange student thing. It's yeah. weird. It's weird. All right, ready to get some coconuts and strawberries? Real quick, before we get to that, I wanted to mention we've talked about the whole national media approach of the Orioles. Yes. Did you see Keith Law's uh, comments this week? I did. Okay. So I'll just share. I, it will turn around. It's just going to take a long time. I see the national narrative, and it's like you all are doing this because they've lost 19 in a row. You know, don't kick them when they're down. Take a rational look at their situation they inherited and the decisions they've made and what direction they're heading. I think their future is brighter than the national media is making it out to be. And they're all scapegoating the Orioles for a more systematic problem in baseball, which is which that it which is that it doesn't matter if and my phone cut off the rest. If oh, if you suck, there we go. Yeah. And I think he's right. The future's bright. It's nice to see a national guy point that out. And as far as the bigger problem in baseball, I don't know if it's a bigger problem in baseball. I don't think baseball really gives you much of a benefit to suck. Yeah, I know. The, the whole draft pick thing? <laughs> what are you talking about? Right, because we see players not succeed all well, the time that are drafted. And the guy that was draft number one overall wasn't like Hunter Davis or something? where Some people had him one. Some people had him going yeah. number 10, as low as number 10. I so still the see Orioles, Orioles would have taken cows. Yeah, would have taken cows no matter what they had, right? Yeah, I still see Oriole fans upset that we didn't get Rocker. Rocker literally wouldn't sign with the Mets and went back to college, and the Oriole fans are still upset that we didn't take Rocker. I don't think there's a benefit to sucking except for saving money. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I I agree. Yeah, the only thing is, yeah, you don't spend money, so you can, yeah, you don't have to spend money, right? Um. Which, and I don't know how you avoid that because any way you cut it, if I'm going to not make the playoffs, and I know I'm not going to make the playoffs, What's why the would I spend $80 money? million dollars to not make exactly. the playoffs when I can spend $40 million not make right. the playoffs? And you know what? Maybe the problem is not spending money. Maybe the problem is the divisions. Yeah. Maybe, maybe your problem is look at the Orioles' record. You want to have some fun. Look at the Orioles' record since the All-Star break in the a versus AL East teams versus NL versus uh other teams that they played this season. They dominated against other teams. The problem is they had two-thirds of their schedules against the AL East. But, Josh, but don't you think maybe if we just did a 
if we stopped the unbalanced schedule? Like, yes. like, what if we didn't play the AL East a million times? Oh, yeah. I don't mind the divisions. It's the unbalanced schedule is the problem. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know what? If we're fixing the schedule, can we please get rid of um, interleague play? It's crap. Get it out of here. I Yo, want it to be special. No, I, w- I want to go back to it being special when we play National League teams. Uh, I don't care that much about that. I'm okay with interleague play. Yeah, really? I think it's kind of I think it's kind of fun to play Even with the, the Braves DH and stuff. Crap? Well, the DH will be solved next year. Everyone's going to be a DH next year. Yeah, that's a good point. But, thank you. All right, so two situations. Yep. The Mets have an owner, Josh, Steve Cohen. <laughs> yes, I saw this. Who likes to tweet. Yes. And he got in trouble a while ago from for tweeting about their OPS or something, about yes. how they're struggling. But he's he's he's... He voices I, his opinions on the Mets. It's the Donald Trump in Major League Baseball. He is yeah. Donald Trump from Major League Baseball. And I can't decide if this guy's a coconut and I like him because he's kind of like the voice of the fan, yeah. sticking to the players, or if like this is entirely inappropriate and he's a strawberry and he should just go back and let kind of management handle this. So where he, do you fall in? Are you are you a fan of Cohen? Is he a coconut? He's or a is coconut. this too much? Do you think he's a coconut? He's a coconut. I'm all in on him. Um <laughs> I think this is how a lot of sports fans are. He just happens to use Twitter. And I think he's got more money than a lot of owners. He's extremely rich and doesn't need money from the Mets, which means he gets to be the fan. Yeah. And, and I love it. I like it. I've, uh, this is the type of conversations I've had with Bashadi about the Ravens one-on-one. He just doesn't take it to Twitter, but where yeah. you get that passion that he's not just the owner, he's a huge fan of this team. And the whole reason he owns this team is because he loves this team as a fan. And that's what I see out of Cohen and his, and his Twitter. So I love it. All right. They could as, and Buster Olin talks about this, that maybe other executives are less likely to come work for the Mets because they're afraid of kind of the volatile Cohen and the position sure. that he'll put him in. Okay. But I also think it also attracts a type of person yeah, maybe. that wants to work for that type of guy. That's excited. I'd like, I'd like to work for that type of guy who's excited about the product out there and wants yeah. you to be your best. Yeah. I kind of like it too. I kind of, I like, I like Steve Cohen. I don't know if, if I, if, you know, if, if, if John Angelos or Lou Angelos was out there doing it about the Orioles, I don't know how much I like it. Um, but uh, I true. like it. For the Mets. True. Uh, no, you know what? I want John Angelos to do this because I am so tired of the narrative of Peter Angelos doesn't spend money. Peter Angelos is trying to tank the team. Peter Angelos, 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 Angelos. I'm Cares more about the, the bottom line. Yeah. I'm tired of the narrative that uh, Angelos doesn't care about winning, that this team will never win until the Angelos family is out of here. Start tweeting, Angelos, and show Baltimore how much you care about this team. Because they wrote you off years ago, and it's time to win this fan base back. And that type of crap could do it. That's right, Angelus boys. Come on and start criticizing our hitters for not hitting enough and our pitchers for the higher A's. All right, all right. How much love would John Angelos have gotten if he started calling out Chris Davis on Twitter during those struggles? Saying, I'm paying you more than anyone else. I made you one of the highest paid guys in baseball, and you can't hit the ball. I don't know. Fans would have gotten around. Fans would have gotten behind. I don't know. I don't know. Um, So did you bring up Cohen about this booing? That's my other coconut and strawberry one. All right. Javier Baez. You saw this story. Yes. Javier Baez. And I guess it's been going on for a little while now. And it's not just Javier Baez, but I think he started it. 
where he got a hit. They show him at first base, and he has two thumbs down booing, and the dugout's booing too as a response to the fans booing them. Baez says that when he gets hit, he boos the they're uh-huh. they're booing the fans. Yes, so love they're it. they're dishing it out too. Is this I, a I coconut move or a child strawberry having a hissy fit move? I think it's a strawberry move, but I still love it. Yeah. Again, I love it because it's a different team. If it was if it was uh, Mancini running out there and booing, I would not like that. But it's also like uh, it's kind of I think it's the type of thing you can only get away with in New York. Well, he's not getting away with it. I don't think anyone's getting away with it. Oh, I mean, aren't the crowd, isn't the crowd booing him back? Yeah, but they had, but going, Sandy going Armstrong had, yeah. had to did put a whole statement out. Yeah, and now they're saying there's no chance Javier Bias comes back to the Mets after this year. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, I like it. I'm enjoying it. It's entertaining. It's a strawberry move. Fans, yeah. the fans are there paying to see you pay. You're getting paid to play a child's game. Fans are paying to watch that game. They're the ones that get the right to boo, not you. Yeah. You get paid. It's like uh, when it's like you're getting paid to do something. So you have to be respectful of that and you have to make that company look good, irregardless of what the other people say and other people on the outside say. So yeah. and those fans have the right to boo. You don't have the right to boo the fans. So they have the rights, but you don't. That's messed yes. up. I mean, mean, they're paying, they're paying you. If I, if I go to McDonald's and buy a cheeseburger and it sucks, I have the rights to complain to say, Hey, my cheeseburger is cold. McDonald's doesn't have the right to then tell me, yell at me about me wanting a warm cheeseburger. Yeah. And and I guess like, I think context matters a lot here. Like I, I, I booed Chris Davis. Here's who I did boo Chris Davis. Here's who I didn't boo though. A lot of people booed him. On opening day, and and not Kevin Gregg. I think I might have booed Kevin. Gregg. I was going to say we booed. But, right. we booed but there's Kevin another Gregg. guy who was booed opening day, and I didn't boo him. And that was Hyunsoo Kim. That was remember all that drama yeah, where he Kim. refused to go to AAA. Yeah. Um, and and I thought that was like good on Hyunsoo Kim for for yeah. standing up and not going to AAA. Yeah, sucks um, he didn't get a hit, but yeah, yeah. And so I never I never booed Hyunsoo Kim, but I right. booed Chris Davis. And the reason I booed Chris Davis but not Hyunsoo Kim is the same reason. I booed Chris Davis, but I'll never boo Ryan McKenna is because Ryan McKenna didn't sign a $161 million contract um, to hit home runs. And Chris Davis, we didn't see him doing anything to try to improve. Yeah. Where we saw simple things, and then we'd ask him at uh, FanFest. <laughs> I believe we were in the room once with the interview where the question was, what has he done to work on? And it's like, I took a phone call from the hitting coach or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it's like they, they never did anything to try to improve. Yeah. And so I was trying to imagine from the Orioles' perspective, like there's no one on the Orioles I would boo. And I want, I think with the Mets situation, they're, they're like booing everybody. Like they're just yes. booing the team. They're just expressing frustration. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not booing the Orioles because I expect the Orioles to lose every game. But the expectations kind of create the booing. So it's almost, it's almost a form of flattery, right? Because you're saying when you boo – I expect so much more of you because I know you're capable either as a player or as a team is so much more. And so my disappointment is not that you suck. My disappointment is that I have such high expectations for you. that I think you can be so great, but you're not living up to the potential and therefore I'm booing you. But I kind of think it's a coconut move to boo back. I just think it's, it's 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 so cool. I kind of like it. Like I would love for me to boo Chris Davis 
and then Chris Davis get a hit and like boom me right back. <laughs> that would be I the know, greatest thing but, ever. But it's really close to years ago with the NBA where they had the players going up and fighting the fans. Oh yeah, I gotta watch the documentary. Right. There's the, yeah. Did you watch that one on Netflix yet, not Josh? Yet, not yet. It's on Netflix. It's on my list. I know. I gotta watch that. I'm um, dying to watch that. But uh, it's it's a little too close to that that I can't make it a coconut move because of that. Right. And I think you also got to understand that that passion that the fan base is booing with is the same exact passion that if you start playing well, is going to make that stadium rock with yeah. cheers and shake. So, but, but Josh, the passion is also coming from the player perspective. Like he, the reason he's booing is because he's no, so passionate no, about it too. Passion. No, that's not passion. That's irritated. That is the fans have gotten know. under your skin. That's right, not passion. Because, yeah. Because you're so passionate. No, 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 no. Passion for a player is not, is not booing the fans. Passion for a player because he did something good. So the response would not be booing. The, the passion for a player, um, Chris Davis breaking the bat over his leg is passion for a player. Any celebration with a walk-off is passion for the player. A, a fist bump when you strike a guy out is passion for a player. Booing the fans is frustration, and the, and the fans got under your skin, Strawberry. Mm, mm. Though it's, I mean, it, it would be very coconut if it was an away game. The problem was this all happened at a home game. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> if you do that because the opponent is booing you, that's passion and that's fun and that's making the highlight reels. Yeah, it's just awkward when it's home home game. Yes. Um, yes. All right, fine. So we have a coconut and Cohen and a strawberry and Baez. I'm glad we kind of straightened that out. All right. You want right. to get to a little ball four? Well, I want to get to the PlayStation. So if you want to call it ball four, call it ball okay. four. Oh, and I had two ball fours that wasn't even the PlayStation. All right. Uh, all right. Well, here, I'm going to do my first ball four. Check this guy out. A John Means bobblehead celebrating his no-hitter. Nice. This came in the mail today. I ordered this from FOCO, and it's cool. It's got all the stats on the back. Oh, very cool. So it's really cool. I ordered it the day after the no-hitter from FOCO, and it just showed up in the mail today. And I bought it because it was like saying, like, we're only making 113 of these. So I don't know how they came up with that number. So I ordered it right away, and I got number six of 113, which I think is pretty good. Oh, very cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. So that came in the mail today. That's my ball one. Nice. You got any balls today, or are you making me just go to the PlayStation? Oh, I'll do a ball real quick. I, I got a couple books. Fine. I'll do books. Uh, I don't think I talked about on here yet. Oh, I, Atomic Habits. This is a good little self-help book. Want some good habits in your life? Atomic Habits. Highly recommend it. Self-help. All right. What's your ball two? All right. Uh, ball two. I watched a movie this weekend uh, called Vacation Friends. That's on Hulu. Okay, never heard of it. Uh, I never heard of it either, but it had John Cena in it, and I like John Cena, so I watched it, and it, John Cena was very funny in it. It's about a uh, a couple that meets on vacation, and one's crazy and, and stuff, so it was entertaining, and it's on Hulu, and it's free, so I'm all for free movies all right. on Hulu. You got another ball over there? Uh, another book, The Guest List. It's a good thriller. Takes place off an, an an island in Ireland. There's a wedding and there's a murder. Uh, it's a good thriller. The the guest list. You check it out. Also, the audiobook is excellent. Um, so yeah. Gotcha. All right. So okay. Ready? So yeah, yeah. Fine. Let's go to PlayStation. Right? See this? Yeah. 
Nice PlayStation 5 oh. controller. Oh, a PlayStation? You got the PlayStations? That's the controller I bought back in uh, April or May oh, okay. or whatever. So still no PlayStation? Still no PlayStation. So here's what happened this week. Yeah, there's an update. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he was going to go pick it up. Yeah. Then he says, uh, he says, no, I promise I'll have it tonight. Obviously, he didn't have it. That was days ago. Right. Then he tells me, remember, I bought, this is a good deal where I got bought like a whole pallet of PlayStation. You bought a pallet of PlayStation. Yeah. I'll talk about it whenever I get it a little bit. But basically, it's it's part of the reason why you can't find these PlayStations in stores is because right. of people like me. Like you. Uh, yeah. But you can't find them either. So exactly. you're in the same position as someone so anyway, looking for in the store. But okay, go so ahead. Anyway, so the guy tells me then, he goes, remember, this is the whole issue with the brother-in-law and getting them from the brother-in-law. Yes. Then he says, well, I got tired of tracking down the brother-in-law, so I was able to order another pallet. So it'll be here on Friday. And I'm like, all right, that's a little weird. I said, so your brother-in-law sold them all? And he said, no, no, no. I just, I'm tired of fighting with him. I'm okay. Like, okay. So you want to cut out the brother-in-law? Your brother-in-law have the whole pallet? Doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. You ordered a whole pallet, and I think he said he's giving me more than I ordered. So I'm like, all right, whatever. But you, had to, you, but you had to pay for the new pallet, don't you, Josh? No, I didn't pay for the new okay, pallet. Okay, okay. I'm not giving <laughs> this up is part of this, this is part of a second yeah, game. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Okay, so anyway, ahead. So, so Friday... I see him at our softball game. He says, no, it's coming tonight. It's coming tonight. So I'm like, all right. So I talked to him after the softball game is coming. Then I talked to him uh, late Friday. He says, it's coming. It'll be here in the morning. I said, okay. Or he said, the truck's in Tallahassee. It'll be here in the morning. Saturday comes and goes. Uh, he sends me, I said, is the right, brother-in-law man. driving the truck in Tallahassee? Exactly. So now new, new truck. So this is pallet number two. And yeah. Saturday he tells me, oh, it got stuck on the way station in Tallahassee. No problem. I'll see it on Sunday. Nothing on Sunday. Nothing's here. Uh, let's see. And on Sunday he said, he's, he's got me. It'll be here tonight. Sends me a screenshot of the bill of of landon like the the sheet showing that it's coming and it's on the truck does that all look legit josh yeah it looks legit it's got okay. his address on it i okay. said all right is it going to your shop or is it going to your home he says it's going to his home i said all right great so then i don't hear anything from him yesterday this morning i text him and i say um i'm guessing the hurricane took the truck out and uh he responds with no i'm just waiting for it I'm waiting he's not the, into your jokes anymore, is he? No, I don't think not. he's into your he's jokes. Not. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not. not. But no I'm laughing not, emojis, but, no, no LOLs. But I'm, but I'm yeah. also not into his excuses. So okay. then at 3.15 3, today, really he says, I'm waiting textures. on dispatch. The truck arrived today to Jack's, which confuses me because he told me the truck was coming to his house. So then I said, okay, well, I'm just checking in because you told me the new truck is coming on Friday. Then you said Saturday. Then you said Sunday. And today's Monday. And then uh, right before doing the show, I said, all right, so it's not coming today. When do you think the truck truck is going to come? Uh, the paper you showed me says it was going straight to your home, and he has not responded. So this is my second pallet that apparently is nowhere to be found, and I'm still waiting. Well, I don't understand. If he's going to order a second pallet, here's the thing I don't understand. Why would he even tell you that he's ordering a second pallet? Like, I would just not tell you, and then when it shows up, say, hey, this is what Why? I did, and here it is. Why would you order a second pallet if the first pallet's in your brother-in-law's storage unit? Could you imagine if you had a pallet – if, if I ordered a bunch of stuff for me and some friends of mine, and it's all in your garage, and three months later, I'm st- I still can't get it from you? 
I would be parked in your driveway waiting for you to get home. After about three days, I'd be parked in your driveway waiting for you to get home. How far away does the brother-in-law doesn't make live? Any sense. Not that far away. He's, he's not living in Maryland. No, not that far away. It, the story makes no sense. The new palette makes no sense. None of it makes any sense. Josh, is there a way we get the neighbor on this podcast so I could ask him some questions and try to get to the bottom of this? <laughs> That's an interesting idea. <laughs> All right, here's what I'm doing. Next week, if my update is not I have a PlayStation, my update's going to be let me introduce you to my neighbor. Yeah, you should say give me my pallets or come on the podcast. All right, yeah. All right, all right, I'm telling him that. I'm, I'm going to tell him okay. if he's not here on Monday. I got some he, questions he's for him. Come on because you've got some questions. Yeah, and we'll take some listener questions too. If the listeners want to submit questions yes. to ask the, <laughs> the, the, the neighbor, we, we can take questions to all ask right. the PlayStation neighbor. All right. Uh, yeah. I that Next week. Okay, that's not the update I was hoping that. for, Josh. Um, but no, but, but now we have two pallets. So and that's going to be an exciting Labor Day episode. Yeah, the chance of getting a PlayStation doubles in, in, with the two pallets. So this is exciting. I'm going to text them right now. If I do not have the systems. Mm, now, Josh, throwing out threats. Next Monday. Ooh. You can come on the podcast. This must be the most tense text exchange and then you go and play softball with the dude and then you see him out to walk on the dog and you say hi neighbor and you go and live your life this is i know this is I such know. So wave, bizarre wave, drive by his house every time i leave the neighborhood and wave to him yeah because uh, it's florida because people are outside all the time yeah and yeah i've been uh, pitching some great softball with them and all and this is the most irritating thing yeah all right. so it's uh well it's the Thanks second for... most irritating thing in my life right now yeah so We'll talk about the other in a few weeks. Yeah. All right. So, well. All right. Thanks for the update. Yep. I think that does it for uh, for some Orioles news. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. I think uh, what will happen first, will the Orioles win again or Josh get his PlayStations? The, uh, the race is on. See yeah. what will happen first. I texted your wife. Told her oh, happy yeah? birthday. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing this podcast. I assume you were going to tell her happy birthday at some point. I, I, I sent her a message on Facebook. <laughs> I saw that. I gave her HBD. Happy yeah. birthday. So, all right. Let's get all out right. of here. All right. Well, how about uh, next week you arrange some furniture in your office so it's not so echoey? Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. I know we're going back to the when I was moving out with the echoes. Now we're back I mean, in with the echoes. I, I mean, I like the boxes. I am proud that you're not sitting on a pair on some stairs doing the podcast or sitting at the dining room table. This is a big step for you to get. I'm, I'm in an office chair. This is the first time I've been in an office chair for the podcast in a long time. Yeah, yeah that's exciting. Yeah. So congrats yeah. on the new house. Thanks. And, and your internet appears to work. The internet appears to work. Some user error. Uh, I just had to send back about $150 worth of equipment yeah. to Amazon.com. Plugging some wires into the wrong spots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but it works now. All right. Well, why don't we uh, get out of here? I'm trying. You can follow us I mean, on. I mean, unless you want to talk about our new uh, our new review. or But we may have discussed it last week. Oh, the one about Bert. The last uh, review I saw, you, we talked about here, is you mentioned about someone wanted Bert, and, and I echoed that review. All right. Well, how about this? Here's a new review. That just came in on August 23rd. Okay. Five stars. Subject. Good start. Subject, Josh is getting scammed. 
<laughs> yes, he is. This is awesome. This is an iTunes review that I will be sending over to my neighbor in a minute. Josh, just grab your neighbor and throw him in your car and drive to his brother-in-law's house to get your PS5. This runaround he's giving you is ridiculous. Other than that, great pod with both a knowledgeable and critical look at the O's. That's a, that's my favorite review. Yeah, that's that sums up our podcast. Our, I mean, uh, critical been, uh, discussion of the O's and then Josh getting scammed. And I kept the PS5 scam uh, to myself for at least three, four months. I don't think I brought this up until July. I think yeah. I brought this up around the All-Star break. Yeah. It was, it's was. it been my secret since March. Yeah. So. Yeah. That running since March. It's impressive. It's an impressive yeah. run. It's, it's very entertaining. All right. All right, guys. You can go uh, do what that guy did and write us a review. Talk about how Josh getting scammed um, on iTunes. So long as you give us five stars, you can say whatever you want on there. You can uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all those things. And you can follow. You can find our podcast on FanSide too, right, Josh? Yeah, on BirdsWatcher.com, Birds which is the Orioles FanSided site. Yeah, excited to be part of FanSided. Very cool. All right, boys and girls. Well, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter, too, at Section336. You can follow Josh yep. on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Shoot, I almost forgot that one. Yeah. Thanks for hey, listening, boys and girls. Yeah. And now that it's uh, football season, check out Film Study. Go check out Ken right. over there. Yeah, Film Study. We got we to get into some Ravens. We had a little Ravens talk at the top of the show. Just some more Ravens yeah. talk. Next week will be our uh, our post-draft show for our fantasy football league, I believe. Yeah. I will read off my entire fantasy squad. Yeah. All right. All right, boys and girls. Thanks, thanks for listening. And as always, go Oaks. And we really don't care what the haters say. We'll be rocking from the city to the Chesapeake Bay. Other bad birds have to run this town. Everybody knows we ain't messing around. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. 
Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.